prepare for a whole new sporting experience. This is Sports Planet. National rugby team of Nigeria are known as the Black Stallions. The name is a truly fitting moniker by which the national team of the largest black nation on the planet are known. A country of almost 200 million people plus a countless multitude of diaspora, Nigeria is constantly viewed as a sleeping sporting superpower, especially in rugby. A country of big and enormously powerful men, many experts believe that Nigeria can conveniently field 10 rugby teams at the same time. But internal strife in the game's administration in the country and a lack of developmental programs have ensured that the sport is nowhere near the affections of sport fans. But recent occurrences are beginning to give hope that the future is bright. A new leadership and a readmittance into the international rugby fold have shown that change has come for the sport. And hopefully in no time, the Black Stallions will make their presence felt across the continent and worldwide. Hello and welcome to the Sports Planet Podcast, a production of Complete Sports Studios. Today on the show, we'll be hearing from the captain of the Black Stallions, Nigeria's national rugby team. My name is Tune Koiki. We'll take a short break now and we'll be right back. Sports Planet will be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, I am Amadou Melvin Penick, President of Nigerian Football Federation. Keep listening to Sports Planet with Tunde Koiki, my very good friend. Welcome back. You are still listening to Sports Planet, a production of Complete Sports Studios. The national rugby team of Nigeria is made up of powerful men. But leading such indomitable men in such a macho sport is no easy task. It doesn't require brawn or strength, rather it requires a sound mind, great human skills and talent. Something that Aziz Ladiko has in abundance. The captain of the national rugby team of Nigeria was speaking to us recently about his love for the sport. This is Sports Planet. To be honest, I'm actually quite stunned just looking at you right now. When you hear rugby, you expect to see this hawking man mountain. But yeah, just the regular guy off the streets. It just breaks the, the impression that yeah. rugby is played by by giants and uh, and thugs. Yeah, well, first to start with, I'm the smallest on the team ah, <laughs> in okay. size, mm. and uh, number two. Uh, rugby is for all shapes and sizes. Uh, all you need to do is just fit in somewhere. Uh, there's, a, there's a position for the fat, big, big guys. They're, they're the front rowers. There's a position for the six foot five, six foot six guys. They're the second rowers. And there's a position for the stubborn ones mm. on the side. And there's a position for number eight. The scrum half has to be a little bit stout and can move. That, that's the best passer of the ball. The fly half has to be, that's me. I have to be able to control and manage the game. Mm. You know, kick when is right. Uh, call the moves when it's right and then you need the centers, the two bulky guys who can bush and then you need the fast wingers on the side and your fullback who is calm that can catch the ball and kick. Mm. Tell us about yourself, tell us about your background, uh, educational background, family background and how you got into rugby. Yeah well uh, I attended uh, Gobi College, um, I picked up rugby from there, I was about 14, 13 thereabouts and uh, from there I went to Lagos State University. 
uh, there was no rugby in Lagos University, no. so but uh, I couldn't get out of Lagos because I, I had some admissions, but I couldn't go because of rugby. Uh, that's that's one of the sacrifices I made. Um, I started very early. We played the first under 13 tournament in St Gregory's College back in the days. I think that was the year 2000 thereabouts. And um, from there, I made my first tour with Lagos Rugby Club. I got introduced to this guy. Um, it's called Martin Crawford. He's now the elite director for NIFF. Um, he's a British pilot based in Lagos at, at that time. Uh, and he taught me the basics of rugby. Yeah? And he taught a few of us, about 20, 30 of us from Sulere. Um, I, I never knew I was going to play rugby. So my friends used to play it. I used to play football. And I played, uh, I think I played under 14 for Sule, yeah. uh, Governor's Cup. I was Tinubu. Do you regret leaving football now? No, I don't. I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> I, was, I was quite a good footballer. I, I represented Sule local government uh, for Governor's Cup. So I was not a bad player at all. Mm -hmm. So um, after that, when I was about 16, 17, I was already going on tour with Lagos Rugby Club because uh, that's where Martin Crawford, you know, uh, was coach. And I uh, went to Kenya and I was supposed to go there to understudy uh, Martin Crawford. And then Martin Crawford pulled his armstring and I had to play all the games in Kenya. So that was like the initiation for me. That was the, the, the breakthrough, the breakthrough for me. And then from then I, I started playing. Uh, I got into the national team at like 18. You know, so from there, I think I'm the only one left now in the national team. In your, in your, that's in the particular? In the particular, yeah. And, and then we used to have Ladi Alakija. We had... Um, uh, your generation, you're the yeah, only one left. The people I met there, there mm. was Uche Oyekweli, Ladia Lakija, um, Jibola Daily. They're all lawyers now, you know, mm. practicing. Uh, the, the, the beauty of rugby is that it allows you to go to school, allows you to do what you want to do, and then still play. Mm. Did, did you ever get that? Um, I know the average Nigerian sportsman got that uh, drama from the, the family about not playing sport, not playing football. Did you ever get uh, uh, that from the from like, your mother? Like, don't play rugby, that kind of thing. Well, when my parents, first of all, I we moved homes from Suleri to um, Ekotoni Bay. And then I had to live with my grandma in Soleil. So that gave me enough, you know, room to actually do what I wanted to do, to uh -huh. be honest. But when my parents heard about it, they were like, ah, you play this game. And then, you know, I think the first place they started, when they started seeing me on the news, on on radio, seeing me on TV, watching me on TV, they were like, okay, I think let's just leave him alone to do it. So it wasn't really much of a bother for them. Mm. They just prayed for me and made sure that... You know, Your own opinion, um, rugby has gone through major, major challenges in Nigeria, but it's, everything seems to be settled now. Yeah. There's a new national team coach, a new board. Everybody seems to be pulling in the same direction, but there are so many, many problems uh, regarding um, uh, the development of the sport in Nigeria. W what are your impressions about these problems, highlighting them, and how you think we can solve them? Well, I think it's just the Nigerian factor. Uh, Nigerian Nigerians are very stubborn. Uh, if you tell them don't do this, they'll do it. If they don't ride or car, they'll ride it. You know, so if they lose an election, they're not gonna. Don't drive one way. Yeah, don't drive one way. They do it. So the Nigerian factor is a big problem for us. It has always been, and it is. It's still uh, hanging there. Um, I think that sports administrators should just uh, see the sports as a weapon of liberation for the youths and for the. Uh, menace that we currently have in society and they shouldn't see it as a do or die affair um, that's number one number two if you mix politics with sports and then you're destroying a lot of things uh, for example we've taken a, a lot of steps backwards and we just went to clean up the mess in Niger uh, what happened last year should never have happened 
number three, I really like what the minister did last year. I think he, he made the biggest decision for sports in Nigeria ever by ensuring that all the federations had their elections and aligned with the international body and never depend on the government again. I think that's the biggest decision no one has ever made in 50 years of Nigerian sports. I think that alone, that singular action will change the narrative for sports in the future. That was part one of our interview with Aziz Ladipo, captain of the Nigerian national men's rugby team, the Black Stallions. Sports Planet will be right back. Stay tuned. I'm John Judy Gallo. Keep listening to Sport Planet. And that is all we have for you on today's episode of the Sports Planet podcast. My name is Tunde Koiki, and so we come away some other time. Here's me saying bye bye. Sports Planet.